1 Samuel chapter number 30 tonight, verse number 1, the Bible said, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag, and smitten Ziglag, and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captives that were therein, and they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. And David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinanim the Jezreelitess and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abithar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring hither the ephod, and Abithar brought thither the ephod to David, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. And David went, he and the six hundred men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where, there, where those that were left behind stayed. And David pursued, he and four hundred men, for two hundred abode, Behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Besor. And they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he did eat. And they made him drink water and they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. For he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou? That's a good question tonight. Who do you belong to? Amen. To whom belongest thou, and whence art thou? And he said, I'm a young man of Egypt, a servant of an Amalekite, and my master left me because three days ago and I fell sick, and we made an invasion upon the south of the Cherethites and upon the coast which belonged to Judah and upon the south of Caleb and burned Ziglag with fire. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that had, they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day, and there escaped not a man of them save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken. To, they had taken to them, and David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before those other cattle and said, This is David's spoil. And David said to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they had made also to abide at the brook Besor, and they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. And he then answered all the wicked men and men of Belial and of those that went with David and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil that we have recovered, save to every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Then said David, You shall not do so, my brethren, for with that which the Lord hath given us, who hath preserved us, and delivered the company that came against, uh, came against us into our hand. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to, bat, to the battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. They shall part alike. 
And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. And that's as far as we'll read. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the privilege. God, to be in the house of God this evening. Thank you, Lord, for grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for the good songs, God, that we've heard this evening, this morning. God, the preaching we've heard has been wonderful. And I thank you, God, for everything you have done. God, I pray you'd help us right now. God, you know our hearts and God, you know our needs. And God, I pray, Father, that God, you would touch us and help us. God, I pray that, God, that you'd make preaching easy tonight. Lord, touch my mind and my mouth. God, I beg you for liberty tonight. God, I pray for unction, Lord. God, would you just, uh, God, make your word plain to us. Help us right now, Father. Lord, if there's one saves, one lost, save them tonight. Lord, anyhow, the will of God meet the need. Get glory to yourself. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing. Verse number 24, the Bible said, For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. And I want to preach on this phrase here in verse number 24. The Bible said, They shall part alike. They shall part alike. Now, 1 Samuel chapter number 30, most of you are familiar with this passage of Scripture. David has uh, took his men, 600 men, and uh, desired to go to battle against his own people. In chapter 27, really, David had gotten out of the will of God and got discouraged and uh, went down to the land of the Philistines and uh, dwelt in Ziglag, dwelt there for a period of time out of the will of God. And uh, listen, David takes his men and desires to join up with the Philistines to go to battle against the Israelites. But God in his providence would not allow David how to go to war against his own people. And so they sent David and the 600 men back. They did not trust David. And so they sent them back and they come back to Ziglag. And when they arrive at Ziglag, they discovered that the Amalekites had invaded and had burnt Ziglag with fire and taken the wives and the women's ca women captive and absolutely had destroyed everything and, and they were discouraged and rightfully so. And uh, David begins to uh, seek the Lord. You'll find that he asks for the ephod and begins to inquire of the Lord. That's interesting because that's the first time in a good while that David he is inqui has inquired of the Lord and David is seeking the face of God because he finally gets to the place where he realizes that he can not make a move without the hand of God. But if he makes a move, if he makes a decision without the hand of God, he's heading for destruction. That is why he's in the situation that he's in. That's why Ziglag is burned, burned with fire because David and his decisions has brought the chastising hand of God into his life. And so David begins to inquire of the Lord to ask, ask the Lord if he should pursue after the Amalekites. Can I just be honest? That is an amazing, uh, that's an amazing thought to me that David would even stop to pray to ask the Lord, not that he would pray, but that he would ask the question, shall I pursue? I mean, listen, his wives and his children have been taken captives and, so, and instead of David just automatically going after his wives and his children, instead of David all of a sudden going to try to get back that that is lost, he stops and he stops to pray, but not just to pray, but to ask the Lord if he should pursue, if he should go forward, amen? And uh, that's amazing to me again that he would even ask that question 
person and it seems like that David finally gets to the place where he is more interested in the will of God than he is his flesh, than he is his family and that he realizes that he needs, listen, the hand of God and the help of God above and beyond anything and everything. And the Bible says here in verse number eight, or excuse me, in verse number, yeah, verse number eight, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them. And so David gets a word from heaven. God tells him, to pursue, to go forward after the enemy. And so David takes his 600 men and begins to pursue after the Amalekites to try to get his children back and try to get his family back. And, and David, listen, automatically, how could you just imagine he's lost everything and how could you imagine how, how desperate he seemed in his own mind how to gather back everything that he's lost. How, but David begins to go forward not because he wants to but because he has a command from God. God told him to pursue. God told him to go forward and so David picked up everything that he had and began to go forward based on the command from heaven. Amen. But the Bible teaches that a problem arose. You say what was that? Well, the Bible teaches that he takes these 600 men and they travel I think 16 to 18 miles to the brook be sore and all of a sudden 200 could not go forward and so David takes 400 men and desires to go into battle but here's the problem he's greatly outnumbered He's only got 400 men and he does not have enough men. He does not have enough laborers. He does not have enough uh, uh, warriors to go into the battle because the Bible tells us over in the the following verses that when he uh, goes and defeats the Amalekites that they they go to battle and fight fight all day and all into the next day. It looks like they, uh, they fight for 24 hours on the battlefield and the Bible said that, listen, they destroyed all the Amalekites saved 400 young men uh, that, that, that escaped on camels, that rode off on camels. So after a 24 hour battle, a day, 400, 400 of the Amalekites escaped. And David's only got 400 men. And so he's greatly outnumbered, amen. He does not have enough men to go into battle. But can I tell you, he does not let the lack of men, he does not let the lack of labors, he does not let the lack of provision cause him to keep going forward because he has a command of God. He knows that God told him to go forward and it does not matter if 200 stay behind or 400 stay behind or all 600 stay behind. David knows how that God has told him that he will recover all. And so David, even in spite of the obstacle that arose, David begins to go forward and listen based on the promise of the word of God. Amen. Hey, listen, and then he he begins to pursue. And I think it's interesting, David, he's outnumbered. He has no idea how in the world, it appeared God did not tell him where the Amalekites were. 
He has no idea. It appears uh, even that it don't even look like he knows where they're at. He, he does not. I don't even know if he knows how many of them they are, but he knows he's outnumbered. He knows he's needing the Lord's help and he's only got 400 men had to go into battle. And he absolutely has no idea how in the world that he's gonna accomplish the task that the Lord has before him. And so they begin to journey and all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, they find an Egyptian in the field, amen? And just so happened this Egyptian was a servant to the Amalekites. And just so happened this servant was there when they invaded Ziglag. And just so happened this servant knows everything about the Amalekites. And just so happened he's been left behind in the path of David for David to find this young man. What are you saying? I'm a saying God made a provision for David. God made a way. How when David did not know how, God made a way. And can I say, friend, when you don't know how, you can go forward. When you don't know how you can do the things that God has commanded you to do. He'll always make a way. He'll always make a provision. He'll always put an Egyptian in the field. And so God puts this Egyptian in the field and uh, listen, makes provision and again just so happens how that he's a servant of the Amalekites. And they go and they listen. David says, can you take me to them? And the Amalekite, of course, he says, if you promise not to kill me, if you'll spare my life. Boy, there's a picture of mercy in that, amen. That old boy, had a, that old Amalekite, that servant, that Egyptian, had a hand in kidnapping David's children and David's wife, had wives, but David had mercy upon that young man. I'm telling you what, can I just stop and say this? I'm glad when I deserve death, when I deserve judgment, and when I deserve wrath, that God showed mercy unto me and saved me out of the, listen, out of the mess that I was in, Amen. Boy, what a picture of mercy. But uh, they begin to go forward. And the Amalekites takes David down to their camp. And when they get there, they're eating and drinking and dancing. They're having a big party. Can I say this? That Amalekite, he's, he's a servant, or excuse me, that Egyptian is a servant to the Amalekite. He knows how, how they spend their evenings. That's right. He knows uh, at a certain time they're gonna uh, they're gonna pull out the drink and uh, they're gonna get around the fire and they're gonna get intoxicated and have that um, that Egyptian uh, servant knows all of that so he leads David up and his men up there to the camp of the Amalekites just at the right time and they invade exactly when uh, listen at the perfect time for them to invade and God how uh, works a great miracle and. God takes 400 men and defeats an untold amount of an untold army and God uh, listen does a great work there in the midst and uh, the Bible says that they recovered all amen that they recovered all thank God but it goes on to say that when they recovered all David uh, listen they David looked and he said this is David's spoil verse 20 and so you know again that 200 had Went, he, they had stayed by the stub. David took these 400 men into battle. They had gotten the spoil. They had gotten everything that had been taken. But not only all that had been taken, they got more than what had been taken. That's right. <clears throat> these Amalekites had, 
David's camp at Ziglag was not the only camp that they had raided and how they had more than just David's spoil and they had more than just David's cattle and gold and silver. I've listened, but so David not only got his wives back and his children back and the spoil that they had lost, but he also got all of that extra spoil. So can I say it this way? He got more than he bargained for. Not only did he recover all that he lost, but he got more than he lost. David said, this is my spoil. This is David's spoil. David and these 400 men start journeying back and they come to the 200 men which stayed by the brook Besor. Amen. And I will talk to you a little bit about that tonight. First of all, I want you to notice a few things about this part in here. The Bible said how that when they gathered this spoil, it come time to part the spoil of out. It come time to allot it to those that it belonged to. There's 400 that went into battle. There's 200 that stayed by the stuff. And David comes back to the 200 and he is about to divide the spoil. Amen. Yes. Now what you notice first of all about these 200, notice first of all their faintness in verse number 10. The Bible said, And David pursued he and 400 men for 200 abode behind which were so faint that they could not go over the brook be sore. And I thought about that a lot. These 200 men, the Bible said they could not go. Amen. Could you imagine how that must have felt? I mean, that's their wives and their children. Amen, that's their homes that has been destroyed. That is their children that has been taken captive. That is their wives that has been kidnapped. And there's no doubt in my mind they wanted to go forward. It's no doubt in my mind they wanted to be a part of the battle because they they wanted to get back their wives and their children, amen? But the Bible said they could not go. And so they had to entrust David and the 400 men to go to do the job for them that they were incapable of doing their self. Amen. Can I just say tonight, friend, listen, not everybody can go to the mission field. I'm glad for those that do go. And I'm glad that, man, listen, there needs to be more to surrender and go and submit to the will of God. There needs to be more that will yield their life unto the hand of God, to the will of God. But friend, not everybody can go. Not everybody is capable of going. There's some that would love to, but just absolutely cannot, amen? And so what they have to do, they have to entrust others to do the job that they cannot do. They have to enlist help. I listen for somebody to do the work that they cannot do for themselves. And so listen, they, they, they cannot go. I'll be honest with you, I've been a lot of places across this world and I've, I've been across the sea and I've been in other countries. I've been in third world countries and I've been all, all across the United States and there's places that I've went. Hey, listen, when it come time to go home, I was ready to come home. Amen. I mean, I was glad to get to go and I was thankful for the opportunity, but I, I, I'll be honest with you, I was thankful to be able to come back to my home, amen. There's some places I do not desire to go and take my family and live there. I'm not capable of doing it in myself, but I, and so what I have to do is entrust somebody to do the job for me, amen, because there's children at stake and there's women at stake and there's souls at stake and we must entrust others to do the job that we cannot do. Amen. 
So we see the faintness here. But notice, notice that. Notice the fulfillment. Verse number 21, the Bible said, and David came to the 200 men. I just seen this recently. David came to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David. Look what the Bible said. Whom they had made also to abide by the brook. So it appears to me that David told them to stay back. Amen. Amen. Now, I know the Bible said they're faint that they could not go, but I was thinking about that today. I, I'll be honest with you, if somebody kidnapped my wives and my children and I got tired and I got weak and I couldn't, God say, listen, I'd probably tell the men that was with me, just give me a moment to rest and I'll, I, listen, I'll be okay in a little while and we'll go after them, amen? And they said, no, and if they looked at me and said, no, we're gonna leave you behind and you're gonna stay here, I'd be like, no, no. Amen. I mean, that's my wife. That's my children. And I'm going. Amen. But I tell you what, listen, evidently David told these 200, it's okay. How we know that you can't, David is a military man. And he knows that these men being weak would be more of a liability than an, than an asset on the battlefield. So David evidently commands them to stay back. Amen. Listen, this is not the first time that David commands the men to stay back. Chapter 25, uh, he commands 200 to stay by the stuff. Yes. One, I was reading after one writer, and uh, he said that most, in most probability, David had his army divided in two groups. Those that stayed by the stuff and those that went into battle. Chapter 25, he stayed, he left 200 by the stuff. Uh, listen, when he goes down the Nabals, amen. So this was not an uncommon thing for David to leave 200 men by the stuff. And I thought about what stuff? I mean, everything of Ziglag has been burned with fire. But these 600 men had gear. They had tents that they dwelled in. They had food that they carried. They had been on a long journey to go into battle. And so they had, uh, they had, uh, uh, they had goods and they had stuff and they had tents and all, all the things that those 600 men needed. They had that. That's right. Now, it's interesting. I don't have time to preach it all, but it's interesting that David takes 600 men and goes to battle and he leaves no men to protect the wives, the wives and the children. He leaves no man of war behind at Ziglag but takes all 600 with him and because of that, he left the families vulnerable. Well, there's a message in that, amen. And he left those families vulnerable and so David knows, listen, and because of that, how the Amalekites had invaded and taken everything. David knows that. Listen, the the only stuff, the only goods they have is just what's on them. So he knows that, that if they try to carry it with them, it's gonna be hard to go into battle. Hey, listen, carrying a tin and carrying goods. And so David knows that if he leaves those goods behind, that somebody could come along and take them. So David said, it's better off. You're tired. It's okay. Somebody needs to stay by the stuff anyway. And so you stay behind and protect the stuff. You stay by the stuff that we have. You, can I say it this way? This is what he's saying. You stay by what's left. Yeah, right, right. 
You stay by what's left and we'll go do the job for you, amen. And the Bible said that they stayed there. They fulfilled what they were told to do. Can I say tonight, friend, church, what we need is we need people to stay by what we have left, amen. I tell you what, churches are departing from the truth and people are leaving the old time way and walking away from the King James Bible and friend going toward worldly means to try to reach people. But I'm glad there's still some folks and are stuck by the stuff. I'm still, I'm glad there's still some folk in a preacher King James Bible. And I'm glad there's still some folk that believe in holy living. And I'm glad, listen, I'm thankful for some that has just stayed by the stuff. And listen, that stood with what we have left. Amen. Oh, friend, listen, their fulfillment. But notice they were faithful. Amen. The Bible said, verse 21, and David came to the 200 men which were also which were so faint that they could not follow David whom they had made also to abide by the brook Besor. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the, well, I like this. Lord help. And the Bible said, and they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And David came near to the people and he saluted them. Yes. Yep. Hey, listen, those 200 men here, that David, those 400 men came back. And they've got them, they've got the spoil, they've got the wives, and they've got the children, amen? And these 200 run out there to meet them. You know, the Bible said the 200 did. Didn't say 199, didn't say 198. Did say 175? What are you saying? I'm saying all 200 David left behind was still staying by the stuff when he came back. And when he came back, every single one that he had told to stick by the stuff was still staying by there, amen? And the Bible said David came back and looked at those 200 and they were still sticking by the stuff. They were still doing what they were told to do. They were still doing what they'd command you to do. And David looked at those 200, he saluted them. Amen. David had been in the battlefield. These 200 had never yielded a sword. These 200 had never, listen, been on the battlefield. They'd never shed any blood. They'd just stayed by the stuff. But there come old David. Listen, battle worn and battle tattered. And looked at those faithful 200 and he saluted them. You know what he's doing? He's saying thank you for staying by the stuff. How can I say church tonight? I want to salute you for saying stuff staying by the stuff. You may not be able to go to the mission field. You may not be able to do what some can do, but thank God you can do what you've been commanded to do and just stay with the stuff tonight. Amen. Amen tonight, thank God. Hallelujah. Hey, I want to salute the church. Hey, listen, we go into a mission conference and everybody wants to lift the missionary up. But I thank God for those that went on the field and sacrificed their life. But I want to say I thank God for the churches that are staying back by the stuff. And listen, thank God for you that have stayed faithful all the way to the end. Amen. Amen. Oh, they were faithful. Watch this, I'm done. Notice the favor, amen. Amen, the Bible said, verse 22, and then answered all the, men, all the wicked men and men of Belial, those that went with David and said, because they went not with us, we will not give them all of the spoil that we, we have recovered, save every man his wife and his children. And they may lead them away and depart. So they come to the 200. David looks at those 200, he salutes them. 
And there's some wicked men in the group of the 400 says, wait a minute. Now they can have their women and their children back. They can have the spoil that they lost back. But they cannot have any extra. They they, they are not going to partake of the extra reward or the extra spoil that was taken because they did not go to battle and they did not do what we've done. We've done more than they've done. May we fought for 24 hours straight. I've, listen, we've been in the trenches and we've yielded the sword and we've done what they did not do. And so when it comes time to hand out the reward, when it comes time to hand out the spoil, those 400 said they can't have what we have. And I like what David said. In verse 23, and David said, ye shall not do so, my brethren. He said, it's not gonna work like that, fellas. He said, you should not do so, my brethren. With that, he said, with that which the Lord hath given us, who hath preserved us and delivered, and delivered the company that came against us into our hand. Listen, David knew that the victory was not because of the 400. That's right. David knew it was not because they were great men of battle. David knew it was not because, listen, because they were tired too. They'd been on the same journey that the 200 had been on. Now, listen, there'd be, if you study this, they'd been for several days, they'd been marching, and they were weary as well. And so the fact that they won the battle was not because they were some great men, that they were some great laborers, that they were some great warriors, but it was God that wrought the work. It was God that brought the victory. And David said, listen, you didn't do this, but God gave us the spoil. Amen. Amen. Then he goes on to say, verse 24, for who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. They shall part alike. David said, this is how it's gonna go. He said, you 400 that's went into battle and you 200 that stayed by the stuff and you've been faithful to do what you were told to do. You've, been, you've entrusted us to do the job for you. Hey, listen, and you have empowered us to be able to do what we've done. He said, listen, don't you worry about it. You're going to get the same reward that we're getting. Amen. Hey, you may not, but don't hang your head. Don't hang your head low and think that you couldn't do enough because you've done what you could. You've done what you was told to do. And thank God when it comes time to hand the reward out, you are going to get the same reward. Amen. Verse 25, the Bible said, and it was so from that day forward and that and that he made it a statute and ordinance from Israel unto this day, amen. Can I tell you, listen, I, I'm glad I'm glad for those that go on the field. And I'm glad for those that stay by the stuff. And one's no greater than the other, but we're in this thing together, friend. It is a partnership, it takes both sides. And can I tell you, God knows how both parties and God's the one keeping a record. And friend, when it comes time at the judgment day, how to hand out those rewards, our part shall be alike, amen. So I don't know about that. Well, that's what Paul said in Philippians 4. Amen, he told that church of Philippi, he said, no church communicating with me is concerning giving and receiving, but ye only, amen. He said, not that, not that I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account, amen. If I understand that every time somebody got saved by the grace of God through the ministry of the apostle Paul, that's fruit that abounds to the church of Philippi. 
because they took care of that man. They stayed by the stuff and they took care of that man of God and they supported him and they how they helped him and so how God is abounding fruit to their account. I got thinking about that the other day. Do you know, listen, how many people have been saved from the ministry of the apostle Paul long after he was dead and gone? Think about how many people's been saved from the ministry of the Apostle Paul after all of the church of Philippi was dead and gone. Amen. Can I say every single one of us in here tonight, it's fruit that abounds to the church of Philippi. Amen. You say, I don't know about the old yes, friend. Because thank God our part shall be alike. I just come tonight to tell the church, I stay by the stuff. I keep sending out missionaries. I keep standing on that book. I keep supporting the man of God. I keep doing what's right. Because one day there's a rewarding day and he's gonna hand out the rewards and our part shall be alike. Amen. Amen. See, that's what's so great about missions. Because there's a lot of places I can't go. But I can entrust somebody. To do what I cannot do. Amen. Can I tell you God's keeping a record tonight? My home church. Listen, I give our mission program in our home church. And I was thinking about this recently. I just have to confess to you, I do not read every mission letter that that, that that comes in every single month. And I don't know how many people were saved last month from the ministry of our mission program. I don't know how many people were saved this year from the ministry of of our mission program. But God does. Amen. Hey, see, listen, friend, I don't have to keep up with it. I'm, listen, we need to pray for our missionaries. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm just simply saying God's keeping a record of every bit of it. And one day we're gonna cross over, friend, when the Lord himself should ascend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be called up and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And friend, the Lord will hand out rewards in that day. And in that day, the record will be brought to fruition. Amen. And all those that got saved, that's being abounded to my account right now. But I don't even know if probably people being saved in a, on a Wednesday night service uh, somewhere in this world. Uh, that's abounded to my account that I don't even know of. Uh, ain't you glad that God puts us in this together and we get to partner together how to reach the world with the gospel. Amen. See, their part shall be alike. Don't let the devil discourage you because you can't go. (laughs) Don't let the devil discourage you because you can't do what some can. Paul, you just be faithful where you are. You bloom where you planted. Thank God you give and send those that can go and be a part of the work of God. God's keeping a record of all of it. Amen. He's going to part it out one day, thank God. Amen. And all of it will be tallied up. And I promise you this much. He's a good record keeper. Amen. Amen. Amen.